The Packers did it. They ran the table, won the final six games in a row, and claimed the NFC North title in the number four seed in the playoffs. To break down the victory over the Detroit Lions, we're joined by Brady Augustine of GreenBayPackerNation.com. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV. I'm your host, Brian Caravu. We're talking some Packers football this morning. We're talking about a playoff appearance by the Green Bay Packers and a win for the division title over the Detroit Lions. To break it all down, we have us uh, joining. Uh, we have a guest joining us on the line today. Expert interview. We have Brady Augustine of GreenBayPackerNation.com and. And Brady, uh, as I re- when I reached out to you, I-, I had said, you know, we we collaborated on some project like five, six years ago, like 2010. I can't even remember what it is anymore. But uh, how how have you been in the intervening five years? We're glad to have you back on. Well, Brian, thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been real good. We're keeping busy, moving toward. You know, we started a new live show our- ourselves this year, and. Um, just having a great time and you know, looking forward to a whole lot more of it, you know, with the Packers, uh, hopefully running a new table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers predicted it and it came to fruition last night in Detroit. We got a lot to break down here, Brady. So after watching Aaron Rodgers on Sunday, do you think he deserves to win the NFL MVP award? We we know he now led the NFL in touchdown passes this year. Can he win that? Yeah, I think the short answer is yes. Um, of course, you know, they're going to look back. He had a little bit of a slow start, but there's, there's tons of reasons to be voting for Aaron Rodgers as MVP right now. I mean, you you have to start with a definition of what the MVP is. And, you know, to me, it's, it's the player that can take the team on his shoulders. And, and then you have to compare that to the other players and other teams that can take their team on their shoulders. Aaron Rodgers is head and shoulders above everybody else. As far as I'm concerned, add to that. I mean, not only is Aaron Rodgers playing the quarterback position at the highest level in football right now. uh, I mean, he's doing everything right. He's, he's not, he's, He's in the pocket. His pocket presence is as good as anybody out there. When he extends the play, he just becomes more dangerous. Uh, He's playing the quarterback position at the highest level. But, you know, you look at some of the other candidates around the league, and I don't think there's another one because one of the biggest elements to me is, is the leadership element. And Aaron Rodgers... And you use the word predict, and I don't know that he really predicted, but in, and, <laughs> fair enough. But he got up there, yeah. But he got up there, and he said he believed in his team, and that statement sparked a turnaround. And when you have a guy like that, not only is he is he taking this team, this is Aaron Rodgers' team right now, but he is taking it on not only on the field, 
but he has led them into the situation when times were rough. Dak Prescott never had to make that kind of a statement and go through that kind of adversity. Aaron Rodgers had no running game for a big portion of this. You know, we're throwing, what, 60 times in games, and I think Aaron Rodgers right now is the definition of an MVP. Yeah, he's good. I mean, the argument against Aaron Rodgers is kind of the beginning of the season in which he struggled in several of the games against the Cowboys, against the Titans. There were good games in there, too, uh, but so fantastic down the stretch. Uh, I think he's certainly in the conversation for the MVP. Uh, Brady, uh, yeah. to, to talk about this, you know, um, the the playoffs and and all that, how important was it? for the Packers to win the division and get a home playoff game after it was learned the Packers already qualified for the playoffs before last night's game even started by virtue of Washington losing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was crucial. The, it was interesting to me because the start of this game, it looked like the Packers both had the jitters because of how important this game was, but also kind of we're breathing a sigh of relief because Aaron Rodgers said they already knew what the situation was. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get a home game, I mean, number one, it's, it's Lambeau field. It's the playoff game at Lambeau field. So it kind of goes without saying, but my goodness, you look at the, I think this one is particularly important because you look at the situation. I mean, all the injuries we had, this team wakes up this morning and they go one of two ways. Either they get up, they stretch, they yawn and they say, well, we almost won the NFC North, and now we got to fly halfway across the world. Or they get up and they say, all right, we lost a few players, but we, we're NFC North champs. We ran the table, and we're going home. That, to me, is absolutely crucial to, to the Packers' success going forward. I don't think – I think we're the kind of team that has that 2010 mentality to some extent, but I don't, didn't want to see this particular Packers team have to go on the road for the whole thing. Yeah, that would have been very difficult. It's nice to get a home game at Lambeau Field, even if it, they do have a difficult opponent coming up here. Uh, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later in the week. Uh, Brady, I, I wanted to pick your brain about Geronimo Allison. Maybe this isn't even fair to him, but, I mean, is this beginner's luck? Is he the real deal? It almost seems hard to believe the impact an undrafted rookie has made in these recent weeks with Randall Cobb being out. Yeah, I know, and and one of the first things, you know, Aaron Rodgers said in his press conference was, you know, hey, uh, Geronimo Allison did have a couple MAs, a few missed assignments in this game, so you're definitely dealing with a rookie, but this, you know, you gotta, you got to give this guy a little credit for sure, I say. I think he's the real deal. I like his body type. You know, he adds something to our wide receiver core, which every, every receiver in this receiver core brings something different, and I think that's important. He gets pressed into service when, you know, Randall Cobb can't go. And, yes, he may have had a few missed assignments, but this guy made some critical plays at critical times. That touchdown catch was something to be seen. You know, almost had 100 yards uh, through the air and catches that big touchdown along a 39. That was another important play. I think Geronimo Allison adds a nice touch to our offense and to our wide receiver core, and I think he's for real. Yeah, he's definitely making an impact down the stretch here for sure. Uh, Brady, how, how surprised were you at the produ- the production of Aaron Ripkowski? He had over 60 yards rushing. He added a touchdown in the receiving game. I mean, coming from the fullback position, how surprising is that? Well, I I, I can't ima- I can't imagine it's not surprising to everyone. I you know number one. 
just the running game in particular is surprising. If, if somebody would have told any Packers fan that by the end of this year, by week 17, we would have a wide receiver starting running back, and we'd have a fullback basically out there as a tailback, <laughs> we'd all thought they were crazy. Um, but, I, you know, there's a couple things that I, I really like about Aaron Rip, uh, Ripkowski. And it starts with kind of, you know, I, when Aaron Rodgers talks about a player, people listen. And he, he made comments about Devontae Adams last year. They, and then Devontae Adams struggled a little bit. But now we're seeing that Aaron Rodgers was right about Devontae Adams. Well, Aaron Rodgers got up, and, and he had such high – he said, you know, listen, John Kuhn was one of my favorite teammates to ever play with. But Aaron Ripkowski has come in here and done those same kind of things and has talked very highly of his preparation. And, you know, the guy can make reads as a tailback. You can't shy away from that. So, you know, to me, that is one thing. That is a big piece to me. And I, I can't give enough credit to Aaron Ripkowski for being able to. Those are hard. Those are big shoes to fill. But the other thing that really get, got me, and I was listening to Coach McCarthy, and he, he talked, he was like, you know, we really thought, I think it was McCarthy, he said, you know, we, we looked at this Detroit Lions. I thought we could have some success in the A-gap against the Detroit Lions, but I thought we would have Ty Montgomery push the edges a little bit, stretch him out a little bit, and maybe it would be Kristen Michael doing that. I would have never input Aaron Ripkowski's name at that point, but – but basically, it sounds like, you know, this Packer team sat down and they thought Aaron Ripkowski could be a big part of the game plan for this game. That's something I don't think the Packers ever did with John Kuhn. He was a great player. He came in, and when we needed him, he was there. But Aaron Ripkowski knew he was going to be a big piece of the puzzle, and he performed. i got to give him tons of credit for that, uh, filling those big shoes. Yeah, uh, it's fun to watch the guy with the big bushy beard out there and and have some success. What do you oh, think? Looking like Santa Claus is always a good. Thing. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the Packers do with the running game in the playoffs? Because I, I mean, these guys they they played well, but I mean, they don't seem to fully trust Ty Montgomery in pass protection. He was absent for long stretches last night. Aaron Ripkowski was used rather sparingly in the second half. I mean, is this what they do in the playoffs as well? Well, you know, and, and two, then it looks like, you know, Mon Montgomery might've been tweaked a little. He was still limping a little bit at the end of the game. It looked like to me. So, yeah. Um, you know, my, I guess my take on that, you know, it was kind of like in the last few games when Devonte Adams was, was, you know, starting to drop a few touchdown passes that, you know, those are catches you got to make. We kind of have what we have at this point, number one. So I think that they're, you know, gonna gonna use him moving forward. Um, I I like I like the fact that we kind of discovered Aaron Ripkowski in this game because you know you go back to a a game at Lambeau Field on real grass in the outdoors, and if we can pound the rock up the middle with him, that does help a lot. But I don't think that they're going to go away from Ty Montgomery too much. Uh, I think it. To me, my understanding after the game, too, was that a lot of it was that they really just thought that uh, Aaron Rupkowski was going to give them a chance to, to uh, have success, and they did. So we'll see moving forward. I mean, we've got what we got, and I think Ty Montgomery still plays a part because he has such versatility, and um, he's shown, he showed something against the Bears. But, yeah, we'll see. He's not your traditional running back. But I think if Aaron Ripkowski can fill that slot, I've been waiting for Kristen Michael to come on one of these one of these days. But uh, yeah, we've got what we've got. But I think we'll be okay moving forward. But this team is gonna 
rise and fall, I think, with Aaron Rodgers when all is said and done. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how the knee of Ty Montgomery is uh, in practice this right. week. It was just weird how he came yeah. out and came back in. and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like he had really gotten contacted. But then, you know, you got to give him credit for coming back in and still making True. some good plays. I mean, listen, you know, uh, he almost had 50 yards in this game. Ripkowski had 60. Aaron Rodgers had 40. You know, Monty had 40. So that spreading the ball around that way is a headache for defensive coordinators. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Brady Augustine of GreenBayPackerNation.com here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Uh, Brady, uh, on the defensive side of the football, we talked a lot about offense already. What do you think right. happens in the secondary with all these injuries that happened last night to Demarius Randall, to Quint Rollins, to McIntyre Dorleon, I, I mean, do they have what it takes yeah. to keep pace with a pretty good Giants wide receiver group uh, going forward, and, and how do they deploy these guys? Yeah, um, well, you know, first of all, uh, I hope Rollins is okay. You know, that, was a, that looked like he torqued his neck, and, and uh, hopefully we get some good news on him. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to expect him to go. And Randall has, you know, has tried, but he's just, he's not a hundred percent by any stretch. I think honestly, and I said this when, um, you know, our Swiss army knife player, Micah Hyde went in the game and I have to listen to Collinsworth cause I'm way down here. And, uh, they were kind of bad mouthing him. And I said, listen, Micah Hyde is going to turn around. He's going to have another crazy interception or something. And he's going to show something in this game. And then he turns around, and that was an instinctive uh, interception that Hyde had. I think we're going to need him moving forward. You know, Dom Capers defense, we rely on a lot of depth at cornerback to play that nickel-dime package um, and safety as well. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, you got to – I guess – I think that to answer your question, I can't think that we're not going to have our struggles from time to time going forward. But can we overcome that? I still want to look at, you know, we've got a great safety tandem back there that's playing good ball, mm-hmm. um, and we'll have our struggles, I think. Uh, again, if we can get our pressure packages to get home a little more often, I think we're going to be okay. But, yeah, I, you know, against Eli Manning and, and, uh, and, and his group, you know, from Odell Beckham on down, it's not going to be an easy task. And I think, again, it goes right back to the I, – I think there are going to be – now it's – now the teams just get better and better. It's only going to get harder, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to outscore some teams, I believe, moving forward. But I do have to give some credit, honestly, to this defense. You know, if you take away that that Hail Mary at the end of the, this game, this defense with all those injuries held the Detroit Lions to 17 points at that point, mm-hmm. even though the first half I thought, we, you know, you're, you're scratching your head, you're angry, and it just we look terrible. But it's the end zone that counts, and if we can keep – that streak alive maybe in the low 20s then we'll have a chance to win against a lot of teams yeah um how much do you think injuries across the board are going to take their toll you know we already talked about the guys in the secondary we talked about ty montgomery but but i haven't even mentioned yet there were injuries to brian balaga to jason spriggs to mm-hmm. joe thomas right. and then there were the guys who didn't even play in the game like randall cobb i mean right. what's the impact going to be about all these injuries well the 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 brian balaga one to me you know 
if Brian Bulaga can't go, then the Jason Spriggs one becomes super important because we've got these guys stacked at the same position, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is concerning. And, and, and it, it, Brian Bulaga's had such a phenomenal year. Uh, I am very hopeful he can get back out on the field and play well. Uh, I think he was struggling a little bit with, with that injury the whole game. Um, but yeah, I, the Joe Thomas one, you know, Joe Thomas, another guy last year, we didn't, we didn't necessarily, we wanted, a uh, we wanted fresh blood in and Joe Thomas was kind of in the doghouse in terms of his past coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Well, he becomes our thumper this year and now to lose him in the playoffs, look at the Detroit lions had some success on the ground against us in this game. And the, the giants have their running game. They got their running game fixed in recent weeks and ran the ball well against the Washington Redskins. It's these injuries, this injury situation is going to be critical. Um, you know, the thing I would hate to see is, and I think it was the Cardinals game last year where our offensive line just, we just could hardly get warm bodies in spots at one point. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have a close eye on that, and it could make a difference. You know, this time of the year, you've got to be honest, um, being healthy is critical to success at this time of the year. Um, however, I will say that if there's one team in the league that can overcome a situation like that, and if, if it becomes worse, it's the Green Bay Packers. I mean, we were one of the most injured teams in the league. We didn't even have a running back. We had a revolving door at running back. And uh, we have been able to get where we are now, and this is a team that sticks together. They'll be galvanized by this, I hope, and uh, we'll continue to win, hopefully. All right, as we look forward here, what, what is your early reaction to how the Packers will do against the Giants and, and how far they can go in the playoffs? I know I'm asking you early here one day after mm-hmm. the regular season just ended, yeah. but I mean, you know, <laughs> what's... Hands, hey. <laughs> Good take, go ahead and take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're fans. We can go ahead and do that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the injuries are are critical. Um, I've, you know, I've talked on my show about how, how great the story would be because of what we overcame if the Packers can get where the Packers want to be. And I do like that regardless of what, regardless of whether the media was criticizing them or they were the injuries, the early injuries on defense that decimated the defense, the later, the midseason injuries on offense that gave us such a struggle at running back um, or the, the injuries that we're going to look at this week, this this team has stuck together and they've galvanized. And I've got to give a lot of credit. I know there's negativity out there, but I've got to give a lot of credit to Dom Capers for stitching together a defense uh, that in the last several games has been able to win when it matters. And for Mike McCarthy for uh, kind of discovering if, if Lacey hadn't been hurt and starts at the same time this year, Ty Montgomery would not be where he's at. And this this offense has become a little bit more multiple. And so, yeah, I mean, the Giants are going to be a test. I, it's very concerning to me that we struggled at times stopping the run. Because, of course, if you're talking the long term, we got to play the Cowboys in Arlington. That's not going to be a treat by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, yeah, uh, but again, I mean, honestly – you look at the way Aaron Rodgers has sort of controlled the psyche of this team. He's great in December and he knows when, and this is the other thing I didn't mention the MVP contest, because if, like you say, you talk about the slow start playing the playing lights out when it matters is also critical. And it's another thing I would say 
uh, about uh, the way Geronimo Allison has played. But Aaron Rodgers plays his best ball when it matters. And, you know, I really, truly think at some point, and maybe more than one point, it's his team moving forward and our, our success or failure rises or falls with him. And to be quite honest, if you gave me, if you asked me to pick any other player in the league to stake my claim with, it'd be Aaron Rodgers right now. So, uh, you know, you, you, the, I'm glad we are not playing Seattle this coming weekend. They'd be chomping at the bit to get another shot at us. And we struggle a little bit with the noise against the Lions. Uh, I would not like to see us have to travel to Seattle for that game. Um, you know, the Giants are going to be a tough test. They've kind of had our number in the playoffs lately at Lambeau. Eli Manning, he's inconsistent, and then the minute he gets to Lambeau Field, he somehow has a great game. So uh, it is definitely a concern, that defensive backfield. But uh, if the defense can just find a way to, to hold it together a little bit, I think Aaron Rodgers gives us a chance to outscore opponents, which I think is something if that's going to have to happen for us to get where we want to go. Yeah, uh, it it has happened, thankfully, in the past few weeks, and it's probably right. going to have to continue right. to happen. Brady, before we let you go, um, you know, it's it's not just your platform at GreenBayPackerNation.com. You also have a sizable Facebook presence, which I think is really remarkable. It, you know, how did that happen? Right. And uh, feel free to plug what you what you do there uh, before we let you go. Uh, yeah, well, our you know our Facebook presence. Uh, number one, it's purely organic. We never we never paid for any ads to do that. We've done that with a few of our other spots since then. Um, but you know, it 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 basically took probably five years, Brian, to to, to get that to go. Uh, early on, you know, a lot of people in the Packers blogosphere were using Twitter because it was so nice and immediate. Uh, mm-hmm. But for us, we decided to to turn our attention. Part of what we want to do is just help Packer Nation express itself. That's that's kind of one of our goals. And Facebook, you know, Twitter is a great way to do that too. But Facebook seemed to be the right thing to do. So basically, we worked it. You know, three years ago, we had eighteen thousand fans, and at some point, um, it just started to click, and and what we were doing started to, you know, people started to share it around, and those people started to share, and you know, by hook and by crook, here we are with uh, almost. 440,000 fans and uh yeah and and again this was just being committed really is what it is a lot of you look at that number and it it makes it feel like either you you spent money on it number one but we don't have any so no i'm just kidding um but or or it happened overnight because the the time that it the growth process when it went uh really happened in about three years but we you have to buckle down for for you know four or five years before you see any of that return and uh, so, yeah, we love our our Facebook fan and doing the live show. It absolutely makes everything worthwhile. It's all about the fans. We've got the best fans in the world. I love being able to interact with them. We love these guys. Um, and, yeah, it I, I just can't say enough for all our fans, and I appreciate them so much. And, uh, yeah, we're just loving it. Have, trying to have fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. So uh, when's the next show? Next show, I'll be going on in about five minutes. Here. Oh, okay. Um, and and yeah, yeah. Float <laughs> me if you 
if we overlap, float me so I can offset you a little bit because I wasn't sure if you were going live or doing it, uh, you know, just posting. So, yeah, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to overlap. People want to talk Packers all day long. <laughs> That's cool. We'll send everybody over to you when we're done here. So, Brady, thank you so much for for talking some Packers football this morning. Everybody, you can go see uh, Brady over at uh, their Facebook page at Green Bay Packer Nation on Facebook. So, thanks so much for talking to us and uh, enjoy your show. My pleasure, Brian. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, take care. Brady Augustine of Green Bay Packer Nation joining us here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. And we'll get to Packers news in a moment. But, uh, of course, uh, the day after a game, I've got to give my chips report. As we do after every game here, two players in every category your blue chip performers from the win over the Detroit Lions, of course, one of them is going to Aaron Rodgers. He was masterful once again, just as he has been now for about the past month and a half. Um, the final stat line, 27 of 39 yards, uh, p- pardon me, 27 of 39 attempts, uh, 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, chipped in a little bit rushing as well. Um, it, it was it, it was great because, you know, he, he was helped out a lot by the offensive line that gave him a ton of time. But what he did with that time is what's important. He was able to find the open receivers and pretty much deliver a very catchable ball. It took him a little bit to get going. The first quarter was a little hit and miss, and there were some times where he was not getting a whole lot of help from the receiving core in that game early on, uh, but got better as the game went on. And, you know, he's the one who directed them to TD drives uh, in the second half that, you know, first of all, took over the lead, then extended the lead. The, the play that really stands out was this touchdown to Geronimo Allison where he was, you know, they they put the clock on the television if you're watching the broadcast of the game. Ended up being over eight seconds that he's buying time and eventually fires a strike to Geronimo Allison in the back of the end zone, which he had to go down to the ground to, to catch. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing play. Uh, arguably Aaron Rodgers' best play of the season. There was a whole bunch of them. But that's really saying something there. Uh, Well-deserving of the Blue Chip Award. Uh, Head and shoulders above everybody else. The other one that I gave, uh, I'm going with Aaron Ripkowski for this one. He getting the other Blue Chip uh, in that category for for this game. Uh, His final stat line, 9 carries for 61 yards. That is a 6.8 yard average for a fullback. For a fullback, that is remarkable. 6.8 yards of carry for a fullback. Um, He had a long of 15. Uh, He had two catches for 15 yards. And, you know, uh, while 15 yards doesn't seem like much, uh, he, of course, had the touchdown there. And it was the first receiving touchdown uh, I know of the season. Was it the first receiving touchdown of his career as well, perhaps? Uh, you know, he just did a good job. He also played on special teams, eight special team snaps from Aaron Ripkowski. 
I saw him out there on the field on the final, you know, uh, onside kick. He he was, wasn't the one that recovered, but but he was out there blocking for it uh, as Richard Rogers recovered the the last ditch onside kick of the game. I, I was a little bit confused by the Packers kind of shied away from him in the second half. I'm not sure if he was dealing with maybe a just kind of a nagging injury and they just wanted to avoid putting him out there uh, because I, I was so often in the second half, I'm like, he did so well in the first half. Just stick with it. Yeah, he's not the ideal tailback or, or option for you, but you ought to stick with it. I don't know what happened there. Maybe they just wanted to go with different personnel they liked what they were doing in the passing game. Aaron Rodgers was just carving up people so much that they didn't have to rely on the run game in the second half, uh, which is fine. <laughs> you know, you're going with what works. Uh, but Aaron, I mean, that's regardless, it wasn't his call. Uh, when when he was called upon, he did the job and uh, did a good job trying to open up holes when he was asked to be a lead blocker as well, uh, which didn't happen a ton, but uh uh, did a good job when when called upon in this game. Your red chip performers, one of them goes to, for the second week in a row, Geronimo Allison. His He, he ended up having his final stat line, four catches for a team-leading 91 receiving yards. That is a 22.8-yard average per catch. He had a long of 39 that was really nice in which uh, Aaron Rodgers found him in some open space um, and, and ended up getting a first down. Then, of course, the he caught the TD to make it a two-score game uh, late in the game there uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, what, what pushed it from a one-score game to a two-score and really p- kind of put the game out of reach for the for the Detroit Lions um you know that that was uh, how he had to get open in the back of the end zone having to make you know several moves uh that 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 was great and to hang on to that ball and and you know he just looks so comfortable out there as an undrafted rookie I've said it before I'll, I'll say it again I, I mean that that to me is what's so important uh his place in the offense is is his development and how quickly it's come you just don't see that out of rookies you definitely don't see out of undrafted rookies to to this level at least Uh, you you know and he played a ton last night he played a lot of snaps with 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 Randall Cobb being out and you have to imagine that's the way he's going the way he's producing that's not going away now even if Randall Cobb comes back, they're going to find ways to get Geronimo Allison out there in a the field, and you know I don't know how how exactly they're gonna they're gonna do it when Randall Cobb comes back. What what the personnel's gonna be, um, but but they're gonna figure out a way to do it somehow. Yeah, your other red chip performer and the red chips. This these are the good, maybe not great guys, uh, although they were pretty damn good on Sunday. But your other one, Micah Hyde, uh, who, of course, we already talked about it with Brady Augustine, had the interception with 135 left in the game versus Golden Tate, a very instinctive play. But, but yeah, I mean, the 
what made Micah Hyde so valuable is is he had to step into kind of a a position he's not used to playing as a perimeter cornerback when when Randall goes down, when Rollins goes down, when Dorleant goes down. Th- that forced him out there on the perimeter and and did fine out there, did better than those guys were playing, and those guys were not playing very good. Um, but yeah, I I mean the interception essentially sealed the win. Um, and, and so not only this, Micah Hyde played more snaps than anybody else on the roster last night. 86 of them between uh, defense and special teams. He played all 66 snaps on defense, didn't come off the field for a single one. He played 20 more, 20 more on special teams. Uh, that is quite a bit. Uh, so he was playing a huge role out on the field in Detroit. He finished with three tackles. Um, uh, you, you know, once again, his his punt return contributions were modest, gaining just 20 yards on four returns. But he did have one nice return called back by a penalty. That certainly wasn't his fault. Uh, you know, nullified his best uh, return of the night. And, and, you know, again, was, was out there at least being uh, sure-handed, not turning the ball over. That's that's always a good thing. I can live with that out of Micah Hyde, uh, even for the duration of the playoffs, if he if he's back there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say enough. And and he's been so big down the stretch. Uh, really, uh, I I didn't think a whole lot of Micah Hyde coming into the season as a defensive back. But he just gets the job done. He's not the fastest in the world, but he gets it done through smarts, through perseverance, through hard work, and and pretty instinctive. Uh, doesn't always have the the feet to to keep up all the time, but he knows where to be out there. And he he's a veteran now. He he's a four year player. He knows what to do, and he gets it done. Your your cow chips. It, it goes to both. The cornerbacks, Quentin Rollins and Demarius Randall, and yeah, you, you have to wonder how much injury is impacting both of these guys. I'm not talking about the the new injury here to Quentin Rollins. I'm talking about the groin injuries that have limited both these guys at midseason. They both had to miss games at midseason, but but regardless, you know, if they're healthy enough to be out on the field. They have to be held responsible. I, I mean, the the coaching staff is deeming them healthy enough to play. So if you're going to be out on the field, you've got to produce, and they they were not. You know, Quentin Rollins, he gave up several receptions. He just doesn't look comfortable out there on the perimeter. He's, he's slow to flip those hips at times. I wonder if he's better off just playing the slot, and maybe we see that out of him next season. Now, obviously, he's he was forced into duty on the perimeter injuries to uh, not only Demarius Randall, but Sam Shields before that, you know, they had to put him out there. I I don't know what the Packers do with them going forward. We'll worry about that next year. Um, You know, giving Quinn Rollins a couch up here has nothing to do with the injury. I feel bad that he has that. And, And Demarius Randall, he of he of course got picked on. Uh, it, actually, you know they kind of ran the screen uh, on the touchdown by Golden Tate early in the game in the first half. Um, it, you know he was also lucky there wasn't a bigger completion in the first quarter. In the first quarter, when that ball sailed over the receiver's head, he seemed to think he he had help over the top. But at this point. 
Demarius Randall just isn't getting the benefit of the doubt. Like he's the one making the right choice and it's his teammates letting him down. I, I can't give that to him. I, I mean, Demarius Randall just every time he's out there, you know, is making mistakes and the groin injury hasn't hurt. And then you, you got the, the knee injury to add to it. Uh, apparently he had a tight knee is how, how he described it after the game, I think. And, and, you know, he came off the game, he came back in and then he went off for good. He also had the holding penalty on special teams. That was the one that nullified Micah Hyde's decent return. Uh, so you, you add that penalty in there as well. And, yeah, it's a cow chip for Demarius Randall. So unfortunately, the Packers cornerbacks getting the uh, short end of the bargain here uh, on the cow chip performances. Um, hopefully, they're they figure out something in the playoffs. Uh, but there's there's your cow chips, and that leads us into Packers news of the day. All right, so it's official, folks. The Packers play at 3:40 p.m. Central Time on Sunday on Fox in the wild card round of the playoffs and when which they'll host the New York Giants at Lambeau Field. Uh so that's all set and that's all official. Um you know, I said before the game I, I took to social media to Twitter to say, you know, before the game even started, the Packers were in the playoffs for sure. They clinched a spot. You didn't know what seed they were going to get. But at stake in the game last night was it went beyond just you know being for a spot in the playoffs it was at stake was tens of millions of dollars in ticket sales in hotel rooms in merchandise sales in food sales in parking um and you know not only for the Packers franchise but the city of Green Bay as a whole so glad they persevered through a sluggish first half of that game to win and and really help out the franchise, uh, you know, ten, tens of millions of dollars here, all told. When when we add up everything here, uh, that's that's really that's really a big deal for the city of Green Bay too. So, um, uh, also another note here, uh, I, I just had to pass this along. By virtue of the Packers qualifying for the playoffs for now an eighth consecutive season. Get this, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy joins an elite group of only four coaches in NFL history to lead a single franchise to eight consecutive playoff appearances. Those coaches are Tom Landry, Chuck Noll, and Bill Belichick, four of the best uh, coaches in NFL history, two of which are already in the Hall of Fame. Bill Belichick's going to be in the Hall of Fame. We'll see. Uh, Mike McCarthy's chapter is not closed yet. Um, I I would say at this point, he's probably not a Hall of Fame coach, but he's not done. (laughs) You know, if if he does, continues to do things like the job he he did late in the season, that could change. Um, And this is the start of it here. Uh, Eighth consecutive playoff appearance, really remarkable. to what he's done and, and and not just him this is the Ted Thompson regime that has gone to eight consecutive playoff appearances interesting that Ian Rapoport of the NFL Network reports that Ted Thompson may step down at the end of the season uh that one kind of got swept under the rug as everybody was more interested in what the Packers were doing on the field than off of it 
um, on the final regular season Sunday of the year in the NFL. Uh, but keep that in the back of your mind that Ted Thompson reportedly could step down at the end of the season. Um, injury news. Good news here. Quentin Rollins was conscious and had movement in his extremities after being taken to the hospital. That was the word uh, from the Green Bay Packers. Um, I mean, you you heard the reports if you watched the broadcast. So so that's good. Now I, I'm I don't you know where did the Packers go from here in the secondary? So I mean, how it worked is you know they had to end the game basically with Ladarius Gunter and Micah Hyde as the perimeter cornerbacks. And, you know, Gunter, of course, he's used to it by now, and he had a good game. You you could have made the case for Ladarius Gunter deserving of a, a red chip or, you know, he had a very good game last night. Um, so, and at least Micah Hyde has experience there. It's, it's been a while since he's been a perimeter cornerback. He kind of started his career as a rookie there. And they kind of moved him inside, moved him to safety. But at least he has some experience there. Um, then the Packers had to, after all the injuries, they had to basically go with Morgan Burnett as their nickel slot cornerback. They had to go with uh, Kentrell Bryce as their dime slot cornerback. And, you know, that kind of hurts as well with Mor- moving Morgan Burnett there. That took him away, that took him out of the mix as a linebacker where he was sorely needed after Joe Thomas went out of the game. That meant Jake Ryan had to play a lot more snaps, and especially in passing situations, that's not good. Jake Ryan's all right out there in run defense. Definitely his, not to say he can't ever make an impact in the passing game, he actually did okay in a couple blitzes. Uh, I know that one cross dog with, with Blake Martinez out there. And I thought Blake Martinez really took a step forward last night um, as well. It was nice to see him getting back healthy and making a, a contribution out there. Maybe we start to see more of him in the playoffs. I don't know what's happening with Joe Thomas here. Apparently, you know, he was on the injury list with a back injury during the week. He was out there for a while, made the big play early in the game when he broke up the pass, but had to come out. So anyway, uh, that took Morgan Burnett out of the mix at, at linebacker when he had to go to cornerback. And then you had HaHa Clint Dix and Marwin Evans as the safeties. <laughs> and HaHa Clint Dix had to play more of the strong safety role that that Morgan Burnett usually does, and, and Marwin Evans, who doesn't have much experience, was forced out onto the field. And now you got to think Josh Hawkins, he wasn't even available for the game. He was one of the Packers' seven inactives for the game. He might have to be active for the playoffs here just because they need cornerbacks because none of these guys are healthy. We'll see, if, you know... Demarius Randall tends to think the injury isn't serious, although I don't know. There's just a whole lot to figure out this week in the secondary. Um, It's good that they got the Sunday game. They get an extra day of preparation. That can only help the Green Bay Packers at this point. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot to figure out in these next six days here. Uh, they're going to need all six of them to prepare for the New York Giants and 
and Odell Beckham and Cruz and, and company, uh, it, that's a good Giants wide receiver core that they're going to have to be up to the task for. Finally. The day ahead. All right. One one big one here, folks. <laughs> Lots of little notes to pass along here. Uh, currently on sale. On sale now. They were on sale last night. But as of uh, I saw last night, there were still nearly 8,000 tickets available um, for the Packers playoff game against the New York Giants. Um, and they are on sale currently through Ticketmaster. If you want to go, I mean, this was as of last night. So by all means, if you're just hearing this for the first time now, go check it out. I'm sure you can go find out in an instant by going to Ticketmaster.com, whether they're still available or how many are still available. But yeah, Lambeau Field not yet sold out for a home playoff game, uh, but have to think that's going to change fairly soon here. Now that everything is clinched and everybody knows what time the game is and they can make plans, etc., etc. But if you want to go to Lambeau Field, the opportunity is there. Uh, no waiting list for this game. Just go online and buy the tickets. Uh, you know, for regular season games, there's a hundred year waiting list. That not not right now. Uh, if you got the money, you can go to the game. I know it's a lot of money, and not everybody can afford it. But if you can. They're available and open to you. Last I saw, um, so so feel that that's that's going on continuously until they're sold out, uh, which I have not yet seen uh, any reports that they were sold out yet. But who knows? That could happen any moment. Uh, I have not yet seen when Mike McCarthy's Monday press conference is going to be, uh, but it will be much anticipated, especially for all the injuries the Packers have had. You, you, you want updates on what's happening with Quentin Rollins, with Brian Balaga, with Randall Cobb, with Demarius Randall. <laughs> There's a lot to get through there, um, as well as talking about uh, all the other things like winning the NFC North, uh, you know, a home game in the playoffs, coming up with the number four seed, uh, about uh, about Mike McCarthy in his eighth consecutive playoff appearance. There's there's a whole lot to hear him talk about today. This will be one of the most highly anticipated press conferences of the season. So go to go to Packers.com to figure out when that is. I, I looked before the show and they hadn't yet publicized online or at least updated online when that'll be. Uh, so go check that out at Packers.com. Uh, he'll he'll have a busy day as Mike McCarthy also tapes his weekly television show on Monday, and and uh, speaking of the talk show circuit, I I saw the folks at Clubhouse Live. They're excited to have Julius Peppers as their guest on Monday night at 6:30 p.m. Central Time. That's in person, live at the Clubhouse Bar and Grill inside the Radisson in Appleton. Stream live at Packers.com at ClubhouseLive.com. Uh, so plenty to, to, you know, just one of many shows on the talk show circuit, Julius Peppers, the guest of co-host Ty Montgomery and company there at Clubhouse Live. There's several others as well. Uh, you can go check those out to get your Packers fix on a Monday. Uh, folks, we'll be back again on Wednesday. Our usual guest, Nathan Yonke of profootballfocus.com. We'll break this game down. We'll start to look ahead to that Giants game. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, there's a lot to talk about going forward. I'm excited for it for some playoff football here. 
enjoy and bask in the uh, Victory Monday, folks. We'll see you later. My call to action, as always, as usual, if you've not done so already, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It's the one small thing we ask. The show is free of charge, no subscription, no paywall. So if you could do us a solid, head to iTunes, search for Cheesehead TV. It'll pop right up. Give us a five-star rating. Brief little review. Doesn't have to be anything long. But it helps us get word out about the show. We think it's a service to Packers fans. And thank you, uh, everybody, for making us the longest-tenured internet-exclusive podcast on the Packers uh, on the internet. So we'll see you, folks. Uh, Have a good Monday. Uh, Enjoy the Cotton Bowl. (laughs) Badgers in the Cotton Bowl at noon Central Time. I'm excited for that. And uh, we'll see you later. I leave you today with a song called Golden Ghost by Lotus on Psy Fidelity Records. See everyone. Go, pack, go.